1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the
2: Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a contributor at Niner Noise, and here with me, back again, the fearless leader of our humble website, uh, Peter Panacy. Peter, how's it going, man?
3: It's going. Week three is upon us. It's Thursday night. Thursday night football's going on, and uh, I always figure that you start to get into, you know, the third to fourth weeks of the season, you kind of figure out who teams are a little bit usually the quarter mark of the year is where you where you gauge things <laughs> right. but you know, so many one and one teams Broncos 49ers both one and one but you really couldn't have two totally different <laughs> trajectories right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is true I mean th- you also have to you know take all of that with a grain of salt the Giants are 2-0 and so whatever
3: yeah 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 (laughs) they won't be there at the end but hey you know what good for brian dable good for you know giants fans who've like struggled i mean not like i have any you know happiness to giants fans it's kind of a chief rivalry that's you know been kind of dormant for the last 10 years but nevertheless like hey hey, all right (laughs) that team is for a while so (laughs) yeah way to go brian dable good for him
2: good good there we go. That's, that's the nicest thing we can say about it
3: for
1: sure.
2: Um, yeah. So uh, what a, what a, what a world we live in now. Um, it's this time, not even this time last week, cause we, we did a, a late pod for the, for the preview for uh, the Seahawks game. Um, we, we were talking about, gosh, a completely different 49ers team, right? You know, we uh, talking about the trajectory of Trey Lance and uh, all these kinds of fun things and, now that is out the window and at least it reasonably any reasonable version for the uh, for the 2022 season would suggest that he's he's done. At least that's what Shanahan said. Um, I believe uh, was that today or yesterday in his, his press conference. He he was like he's done for the season. He's done. Um, I, I don't know. Like you had I know you've hosted something on the on the site the other day about that, that uh, report of the possibility of him. That, within the realm of possibility that he would be ready within side of like four months, which or three months, I guess, which would mean that theoretically, he would be ready before the end of the season. Um, but I don't know. why Why do you think Shanahan squashed that so soon? Is it just like a tempering expectations thing, or is that really what he's being told? Or I mean, you can never tell with 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 Shanahan, but just kind of speculation from your part. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's so tough, and I think it was Eric Branch of uh, San Francisco Chronicle who originally uh, shared the report, and I forget the, the the doctor's name, but said that injuries like that and subsequent surgeries, they take, what, like 10 weeks at the best, 12 weeks typically. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... I'm trying to get into Shanahan's mind, and every year that goes by, I find that harder and harder to do. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's, that's good if, um, you know, you're trying to fool 31 other teams, but I, I can see the the value in both. Like, it, it, let's yeah. say Lance does come back it, or is able to come back. Shanahan's not going to want to tip his hand. You know, I mean, he could. I don't know. But at the same time, if the 49ers are playing well and you throw in another quarterback uh, um, like Trey Lance and, and things are going well with Jimmy G and, you know, who Jimmy G is, but. Hey, the locker room loves him. Um, you know, the back and forth isn't going to be a thing. So, but if the 49ers are playing well, you know, Jimmy G's loved in the locker room and, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it really is a conundrum. If you would, if Lance is ready to come back. Um, but you know, here's the fortunate part. Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to make that decision right away. I and mean, you can tell the, the media, <laughs> whatever. True. Yeah. He doesn't have to tell the media any, you know, anything. I mean, he doesn't have to tip his hand. He can say whatever he wants. So, you know, it, table that. Question mark. Once you get around to, you know, week ten, week eleven, week twelve, and you know, if Lance is 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 fully rehabbed and working out at the facility again, and we'll see. But yeah, interesting. But it'll you know, probably I'll just no. talk you, leave it at that.
2: Yeah, it, it and all that just kind of makes me wonder, like, why why say it at all? I mean, I know he was asked a direct question, so what else are you going to say in that moment? Um, I don't know, it's just sort of a, it's sort of a strange thing. Like I, I guess the definitive answer uh from from him is better than like, well, you know, maybe we'll see. I guess like that's not really his his style. <laughs> he tends to be a little bit more like blunt and to the point. So on on that level I get it. But um anyway, nonetheless, we are uh heading into week three, surprisingly. Um, with Jimmy Garoppolo under center, I know that there were some uh, some pundits out there expecting Garoppolo to be the starter before too long. Um, but this is certainly not the situation under uh, under which um I, I think I would have. Ex- I mean, this actually let me let me backtrack. That this would have been the situation under which I expected Garoppolo to start. I I was never on the train of like, oh, if, if Lance struggles, they're going to take him out. I was kind of expecting like he was going to be the guy one way or the other, like struggle or, or thrive or whatever. Um, but this was really the circumstance that was going to put Garoppolo in, in the starting position. And and here he is. Um, and so um, <laughs> the 49ers are are off to, to Denver to uh, take on the Broncos uh, Sunday night football. And of course, who is there in Denver now? But their old nemesis, Russell Wilson. Um, I I have something. Uh, by I think by the time this comes out, uh, the the piece that I wrote about uh, bold predictions uh, for this for this game will be out. And it's just like, how how funny is it that he's there for a decade, just a thorn in their side in Seattle? And he finally gets traded. And where does he get traded to? A team that the 49ers have in their schedule the following year. So 11 straight years <laughs> with Russell Wilson. Only once this time, hopefully. Um, well, you know, the only other time they could meet is if they found each other in the Super Bowl. And maybe not. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I do think that's a, that's a little bit of a. Of a funny one. Um, also, you know, also hilarious that he ended up in, in on a team where he played his old team immediately um, in the first week and lost to them. But that's neither here nor there. Um, we'll talk a lot about Wilson, I think, as we get through it. But um, before we go any further, uh, I want to take a, a look at some roster updates uh, for the 49ers. Take a look at the the injury news and all that sort of thing. Uh, Trey Lance, of course, going to the IR Um, and a subsequent move was to bring, uh, Marlon Mack, who the team just signed to the practice squad last week. He is now on the active roster, uh, joining a group of running backs. That, uh, is basically Marlon Mack, Jeff Wilson, Jr. And Jordan Mason. Um, technically, I believe that, uh, Ty Davis price is technically still on the roster. They did not put him on the IR as far as I know, uh, with that high ankle sprain. So he's still there, but he'll be inactive, obviously, while he's dealing with that injury um which I guess makes sense if they expect it only be about a month or, or you know less than a month at this point so hopefully we'll see him back in the in the fray here soon and then um of course Tevin Coleman is back <laughs> after a couple of years uh hiatus he returns to Kyle Shanahan uh he's on the practice squad um they also signed Kurt Benkert which is just a Really unfortunate name uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, he's a quarterback. He was with the Packers um, most recently, I believe. Uh, but he's on the practice squad as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see with just Mac, Jeff Wilson, and Jordan Mason as healthy running backs. Um, it, I, Coleman may be getting the call-up in week in his first week back. Do you think that's in play or... Because, I mean, the thing is he doesn't really do – it's not like he will add much value beyond just as an emergency running back at this point because I'm pretty sure he's not a special teams guy
3: at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be on – the active roster and he's probably going to stay down on the practice squad i mean it, the 49ers typically when they do carry four running backs on an active roster they typically only dress three so it, it, you know jeff wilson's the starter now and and that's fine that's great i mean you go back to 2020 mm-hmm. when everybody was hurt jeff wilson he had three starts and he rushed for over 200 yards in two of those three starts and in, in those two mm-hmm. games it was the cardinals late in the year he pretty much single-handedly beat the cardinals and then the patriots too um he, he pretty much single-handedly beat them over three quarters before he got <laughs> hurt but but yeah you know jeff wilson's a starter that's great that's fine he's you know he, he looks like he's he's back to to full form fully recovered from you know kind of being banged up for most of the last year um you know i tell you it, it, jordan mason is the guy i want to keep an eye on i think a lot of 49er fans feel the same way um yeah. probably splitting some carries you know just just Getting a little bit of looks here and there. The, the primary spellback, you know, Marlon Mack is obviously a nice little gadget piece, uh, provided he can stay healthy, but fresh to the offense. You know, he doesn't know the playbook. Tevin Coleman would, but, you know, termini- terminology changes every year. So, you know, a little bit of a learning curve to kind of readjust to that. But, you know, I, I'd imagine Coleman's probably kept out, not elevated. And uh, you're going to see that trio of, uh, of wilson mason and mac uh primarily in in denver and and uh look you know (laughs) that might be part of the 49ers mo is just to to stick to that ground game especially when you're facing off against russell wilson even though denver's office has struggled
2: yeah um true true yeah I, i think all all sounds good there but um uh, so those are the main roster updates to uh, keep in mind. Injury news, um, as we're taking a look at the injury report, nice thing about recording on a Thursday night is we get pretty much most of the practice weekend. Um, Eric Armstead has not practiced yet this week, but um I believe Shanahan said it's mostly precautionary. He should be okay. Daniel Brunskill continues to be out with his hamstring issue, um, starting to wonder if the 49ers are wishing that they just had put him on IR, because at this point, if he's going to be out three weeks what it would have been in another week it's and they could have had somebody else who might have been you know useful as as a reserve offensive lineman at this point um mentioned ty davis price uh still uh, with that high ankle sprain um as of yet again not being placed in the ir uh same with tyler tyler croft who's got a knee injury and does and hasn't practiced yet I'm not. Really sure. What is he like? They're just talking like a couple of weeks, maybe uh, with him. Is what I think the last thing I heard.
3: Yeah, um, primarily. I, I think that the degree. I, I'm no ankle sprain expert, but um, there's certain degrees <laughs> of them where it's like, okay, some high ankle sprains, like you can be back in a couple of weeks. Others can end your season. So I mean, it's right, right, there's right. a pretty wide. As we well way. as we're well aware. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, funny, I was actually thinking of Adrian Colbert back in, in, in 2018 mm. of that high ankle sprain he suffered that basically ended his his, uh, wow. his Niners tenure, really. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah so uh, probably back, I don't know, a week or two, we'll see. Um, but, but yeah, I imagine that's kind of the specific reason why he hasn't been designated IR yet.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the good news with, uh this is going to be the weirdest sentence maybe i've ever uttered um the good news is that with tyler croft uh not expected to play this sunday uh the 49ers have uh a george, george kittle uh limited practice this week but uh trending upwards according to john lynch um to play to make his season debut on sunday night football which you know just seems appropriate like for kittle to come out on the on the yeah, the primetime stage and, and and come out and make a season debut, um, so that's good news because you know he's obviously miles better than Tyler Tyler Croft, but also means that the numbers game will work out and hopefully he'll be able to get out there and be uh, make a uh, a big splash on uh, Sunday night. And the other injury news was something that was added today. Um, it wasn't on the injury report for week for the for Wednesday. And that's Colton McVititz, uh, an ankle injury. didn't practice on Thursday, uh, so that means two of the 49ers, I think four reserve offensive linemen, um, are on the injury list. One of them definitely, probably, most definitely not going to play on on Sunday, and that's Daniel Brunskill. And adding McKivitz to this list is problematic uh, in a situation where the Niners do not have a lot of depth left on their. Um, on their offensive line. Uh, in, as far as the, the backups are concerned, that leaves Jalen Moore and, and Nick uh, Zaquel as the lone uh, active roster guys. Now, they do, I believe, uh, have a couple. Uh, they have Alfredo Gutierrez, uh, Keith Ishmael, and Jason Poe on the off, and uh, Leroy Watson, sorry, on the offensive line uh, list for the practice squad. So it's it's possible that one of them could get elevated Um, But certainly not a situation you want to be putting yourself in in week number three. So hopefully McKivitz will be able to to kind of get himself ready to go and and, uh, not have to worry about that heading into uh, this game on uh, Sunday night.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just hope for a clean slate of health. I mean, the good news (laughs) is if you want to look at it like. The two guards, Spencer Burford, and Aaron Banks, they played exceptionally well this season. That's been a nice, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of lifted Jake Brendel up, who's still the weak spot. But, you know, it, it, when you've got two good up-and-coming players on either side of you, that's that's not bad. Um but, yeah, just just staying healthy. I mean, Jalen Moore's got a little bit of experience, you know, was up and down his rookie year a season ago. And, you know, Nick Sakel that would kind of come to disaster line if if he had to go in at any point. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners promoted sort of an emergency offensive lineman. But we'll see, you know, I, I, I depending on what happens with Colton Kivitz tomorrow, Friday, if they feel he's ready to go. So...
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely something to, to watch out for heading into Sunday and then uh, on Saturday when they have to do their their uh, practice squad promotions. We'll see how that goes uh, for the Broncos. The, the list is extensive of, of players now. Some some of them are listed, have had kind of flip flop between full practices and limited practices and that sort of thing. But um, got some got 16 players on their injury list heading into at a Thursday's practice. Um, some notable names. Uh, Randy Gregory. Um, Jerry Judy has yet to practice. He's got two injuries, rib and shoulders. Uh, former Niner DJ Jones. Um, let's see. Um, Patrick Sertain is on that list. Uh, he was uh, didn't do not practice and then limited. Um, let's see. Josie Jewell, the linebacker, has been limited all week. Uh, former Niner uh, K1 Williams has been a uh, is on the list, but he's been a full practice participant. Um, and then another former uh, 49er, Mike Purcell, also on that list as a limited practice participant um, this uh, on Thursday. So it's a long list. I just listed a couple of names, and they've got some some names that are that are certainly notable there. Um, something to watch out for, um, especially because uh, with those interior defensive linemen like DJ Jones and and Mike Purcell, um, who've been kind of pretty helpful with, with this uh defense so far in terms of uh being uh pretty good against the run so far uh in 2022 so we'll just have to watch out for that as we uh as we head into Sunday night as well and see how that how that goes and see if it can benefit the 49ers in any way
3: yeah it'll be good to see DJ Jones Quan Williams again <laughs> you know it's those are two players when you think of those two Niners, probably some of the most underrated, underappreciated Niners um, in recent mm. years. I mean, DJ Jones stepped up, not just a run stopping nose tackle, guy that had a nice interior pass rush, always seemed to come up with big plays and key moments. And, uh, you know, granted, the 49ers' run defense is really good this year, too. And, you know, Javon Kinlock coming back and, and being healthy so far with some depths like Kevin Givens. You don't miss Jones too much, but gosh, he was good when he was here. Same thing with k1 Williams and, and, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. Samuel Womack picks up where Williams left off and uh, so far so good there. But yeah, two very underappreciated 49ers. You're happy that they cashed in in Denver, but uh, at least for this weekend, uh, hoping they stink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well said, sir. Well said. Well, I think that's a, that's a perfect transition into uh, just a little more in-depth preview of this matchup against the broncos um so as we always do we'll look at the, at the at the matchup through the lens of reasons for optimism and reasons for concern so um peter we'll start with you and we'll start with with the happy stuff so optimism what what's a reason uh that you are uh, thinking that the niners have got this one uh, in the bag so to speak but before we do that let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right, we're back.
2: And
3: to Peter. Broncos are a mess, especially on offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you know instead of let's try or let's ride Broncos country, Russell Wilson should just be going off saying, I tried, <laughs> I tried. Um, I think I saw that <laughs> on blue report gridiron Heights, but That's anyway, love, yeah. yeah. Look, Broncos have scored 16 points in each of their last two games. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it, Russell Wilson played pretty well against Seattle. Um, only Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach there made some boneheaded mm-hmm. decisions and he, look he's in over his head maybe he figures it out maybe it takes him a little while to kind of you know put things together and and uh and he's got it all squared away i don't know but right now it's ugly um the broncos offense is not good um russell wilson did not look good against a lowly texans team came up with you know a touchdown play late but i mean it it wasn't indicative game of, of what he's capable of doing. Completed, I think, what, 48% of his passes in week two. And so, I mean, Broncos don't have an offense, and they're going up against a Niners defense that's, I think, number three in points against, number one in yards against. Uh, I believe mm. number one against the pass, and or like number two against the pass, number one or two against the pass, and then uh, has only allowed like 2.6 yards per rush. Uh, on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Know, on, yeah.
3: So, I mean, it, even if Denver had a decent defense, it would be tough to, or decent offense. It'd be tough to, to move the ball. So, you know, that would be a pretty good way to, to say that, yeah, look, the 49ers have this, I won't call it in the bag. Cause it is, a, you know, it's a road game and it's at, you know, a mile high in elevation and, and defenses tire out typically in those, in those scenarios. But look, pound for pound 49ers are a much better team their defense is playing very well and granted hey look you know like they they haven't exactly gone up against stellar offenses Chicago isn't you know Seattle isn't but then again the Broncos you know they've struggled against bad defenses so like Mm -hmm. you know the Seahawks defense isn't particularly great the Texans defense isn't particularly great and Denver still struggled there. So, you know, that kind of cuts both ways and pretty good optimism there. Just that the Niners defense will be able to just make stands without too much, too much problems.
2: Yeah. Um, man, we're, we're right on it the last couple of weeks. Cause those are the exact two things that I was going to say. Um, two numbers for you, you know, you noted the, the 49ers uh, strength on defense, but uh the Broncos, not only are they kind of a mess offensively, they're just they've just been bizarre. Like they're seventh in the league so far in total yards on offense, but twenty fourth in scoring. Um, now, some of that has been like you noted, and that's the the second part of this is that their coach has kind of seemed in over his head for the first couple of weeks, just making some bizarre decisions. What was the one i was I was reading about uh, at the end of the the Houston or those a, a point in the Houston game. Where he made a he ran a bizarre play on third and one, ended up losing a yard. Um, initially decided to go for it, then changed his mind. Um, then they had a delay of game on when they decided when they brought the kicker out, lost five yards and ended up having to punt. Um, so that that <laughs> and you think about the you think about the end of the Seahawks game where they lost like. 30 or 40 seconds, like just trying to get the play together, um, you know, late on that late drive, ended up having to kick a what would have been like a six what was 64 yard field 64 goal to win yard. the game. Yeah. It, like that's not setting yourself up to to be successful. And it's just I mean, they also had a couple of, of uh, fumbles on the goal line in that game where they could have had opportunities to score points and they didn't so some of it has been this ability to just rack up yards and then they get themselves in these just bad situations and they just haven't been able to capitalize. Um, but you know, scoring 16 points against these, against two teams that are just definitively not very good, um, is gotta bode well for the, for the 49ers, um, heading into this one. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, so I that is certainly on my list of things that where I just look at it and I go, OK, yeah, um, th- this is this is a good matchup. And, and the other thing is, too, um, the the big thing that they have done thus far um, is they have they've tried to lean pretty heavy on on um, on Russell Wilson. Um, he's thrown the ball 73 times in, in two games. Um, versus 51 rushing attempts, which I believe is only like six more than Shanahan had last Sunday against <laughs> the Seahawks. If that's if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they've been. I don't know if they're trying to be balanced, and they've they've run the ball pretty well when they've when they when they've done so. But um, they're definitely in in lean on on Russell Wilson mode, and um, that's kind of playing. I think at this particular point where the Niners are with this improved secondary and the pass rush and all these sorts of things, I, th- I think the the offense, it, it just seems like a, a good time to, to be having to deal with this Broncos team. I think if this were later on in the season, they had more time to kind of get themselves together. I think there's a, a case to be made that they're going to figure it out eventually, um, more than likely. Um, but at this point, they still look a little disheveled and, and like they haven't quite figured anything out. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that in terms of like reason to be optimistic about this game, uh for sure. Um all right. So um optimism is good, but we must be realistic um and also think about reasons that this might be this game might be concerning for you. So what do you think?
3: Well I kind of make it a twofold one. I mean the first foremost obvious. Russell Wilson's still there. I mean, 16 and four in his career over the 49ers <laughs> um, during the regular season. Granted, that's all with the Seahawks. The context is totally different. Yeah. You know, uh, entirely different situation, entirely different group of players. <clears throat> um, but I mentioned this a little bit before, Russell Wilson had kind of a get up game, <clears throat> you know, a coming home game against the the Seahawks, uh, and then a little of a letdown game against Houston. Like, who cares about playing Houston? I mean, that's a total trap game, even though you don't really talk about trap games this early in the year. This will be a get up game for him. You know, I guarantee you he'll be amped up to face an old time rival. Uh, uh, 49er fans don't like Russell Wilson. I'm sure he probably would love nothing more than to, 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 to piss Niner fans off more. Um, And (laughs) look, how many times have you seen this? You know, he could have a rough game. Um, (laughs) <laughs> just whatever, he's having a, a, a tough outing. And at some point in the fourth quarter, it's still, you know, close score or whatever. He tosses some like 40 yard bomb and it connects and goes for a touchdown. And I mean, how many times have you seen that? I, that was literally like Russell Wilson's story. It. Yeah. It just, it's, <laughs> like, every time you're just like, my gosh, like, please. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always possible. That kind of segues into my second concern. There's a good chance this could be a low-scoring game because despite mm-hmm. their own offensive problems, Broncos' defense isn't bad. You know, and, and I mentioned, I think the 49ers are, are, what is it? I think they're third, tied for third in in points allowed, 26 points allowed this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gave up 19 in week one and then seven in week two, so yeah, 26 points. Um, but so not really to- though. It, yeah, te- technically yeah. the defense
2: is only re- That's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a the defense is only technically <laughs> responsible for 19 of those 19. points. So it,
3: yep. You know. Yep, yep. So, I mean if you're being really yeah. So, but it, it, you know, from the from the statistical point, they're tied with Denver. You know, and again, the same thing applies, right. you know. Seattle's offense stinks, Houston's offense stinks. But you know, it, neither the 49ers nor Broncos have played a you know, high-powered offense yet. So uh, it could easily be a low-scoring game. And, you know, if you're looking at a, a Niners four-point lead in the fourth quarter, uh, it, you know, the Texans found this out last week where Russell Wilson throws some touchdown pass and boom, that hurts that could happen again, you know, or some fluky thing happens, you know, a fumble or, you know, a costly penalty at the wrong moment, um, you know, just it, one of those things. So we've seen it with Russell Wilson so many times before we've seen so many fluky things happen before uh, when the Niners have squared off against him, And so I think, you know, that, that level of concern and plus the fact that, the Niners' offense has kind of struggled these two games down the stretch. I know, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo snuck it in for kind of the dagger touchdown against the Seahawks late last Sunday, but uh, Niners' offense can go stagnant a little bit yeah. in the second half. So, you know, that kind of stresses. Hey, if if Shanahan has the opportunity to keep the proverbial foot on the throat. Got to do it. You know what I mean, like like, I like mm. don't let that situation come to play, but it's a reason for a concern. And if it's close, if something fluky happens, you know what Russell Wilson can do is as much as it pains to, to remind 49er fans. Of
2: it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I uh, this is what I wrote down in in my my notes here uh, for concern. Stupid Russell Wilson going to be stupid Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's right because that is my those are my feelings about it um because yeah ride. i mean that's 100 percent. that's like the old that's like i don't think there's any one particular thing about this team that makes me go eh, you know we can't the, the niners are massively overmatched here and, but there's just this one and, and I don't even think I'm not even sure that he's still as good as he has been. I think there's certainly a case to be made that he's on the I mean obviously his age would suggest that he's on the on the downs slope of his career but you know I've watched I, I, I watched that that uh, that Seahawks Broncos game and you could definitely see I mean some of it maybe he familiarity with with new team and all that kind of stuff but he's I don't know there there's just something there that doesn't seem quite there. And, and it was kind of that way a little bit last year um, in Seattle, but still, still, you just look and you're like, oh, that guy, he's, he's every time. Like you, you're more surprised when he doesn't, when he doesn't pull the, the rabbit out of his, out of his hat. Um, than than when he, when he does, um, it's just sort of the, the expectation. So like you said, I, I think, um, the 49ers are going to have to guard against this, and Kyle Shanahan's going to do whatever, going to need to do whatever he can to, to not put his team in a situation where the defense could be having another great game, and then because they've been asked to do too much, they kind of buckle under, under the 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 mile-high air or whatever, um, just the exhaustion of being asked to play more than they need to. I mean, I think last week it's just a was a was a perfect example. Um, of what they needed to do in that game to really, they controlled the game. I, what did I say? They ran it 45 times or whatever. Um, the time of possession was was way out of whack in the 49ers' favor. They had the ball for 38 minutes, um, almost 38 and a half minutes. 45 carries, 189 yards. Like they didn't get a lot out of their passing game, but that's because they didn't need to. Um, and so if if they can if they can do that. All, all the all the better. Um, that's the kind of game that we need to see. And maybe it means that the game is not as as high scoring, but I, I think that's the way that you're going to 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 win this game. and really more importantly, the way you're going to keep it from Russell Wilson potentially being in a position where he can he can again do the the magical without <laughs> just just take it away from him. Don't put him in it. Don't give him the opportunity. Um, and, and that will be the, the, the thing that will make me feel most comfortable about this, um, after losing to him twice when last season, when they were, when that team was just awful, um, I, it it kind of makes me go, yeah, he can, he, he, maybe he doesn't need anybody else. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. It's really annoying.
3: Yeah. It needs to stop. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't care. Uh, like
2: he's out of our division. Can he just can we just not play him for the yeah, next yeah. And for, you know until his contract is up? Is I mean that's gotta be a real possibility, right?
3: Yeah um, Yeah. Well I I was
2: like I, I was, we never have to see him again. I'm okay. Fine. Like I'm fine. Cool. This is it.
3: Yeah. And you away. know what? And and here's the thing about that that comes about. I was I was talking with FP Sant'Angelo on KMBR um, two nights ago and we were talking about that. And I was just like, you know what was cool is the 49ers exercised the demons going up Against the Seahawks and just dominating them. I mean, the the the, the mm-hmm. decade-long Seattle domination of of the 49ers, that's over. You know, I mean Pete Carroll's still there, but that's it. You know, and no Bobby Wagner, no Russell Wilson. Like, you know, no no one's gonna look at Tyler Russell,
2: D- Richard Sherman likes us better than them. Yeah, he does. What's going on?
3: <laughs> you know, no one's gonna look at DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as like you know rivalry-inducing players um so that rivalry's dead 49ers exercise those demons and now they got a chance to do so again against russell wilson and if the 49 don't play the broncos for the next what uh, four years or whatever it is for the, the schedule rotation to pan out cool you know he'll be the, turning mm-hmm. 38 years old by then so there you I are that's so. not that the
2: end of the extension that he just signed too yeah. that would be the i think the last yeah. year of his extension so that's fine by me let's ride bye bye Go practice your fake fives out of the tunnel somewhere else.
3: <laughs> that was we're so weird. Stuck.
2: We're all stocked up here, Russell. Uh, gosh, I wish I wish it were, I wish we could make fun of him, and then he was not good at tearing our hearts out, because that would be better.
3: Um, yeah. Just, just, just yeah. Just, saying. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's definitely gonna wrap up his career. as is one of those. Top end 49er villains, you know, along with Brett Favre, Mm -hmm. Roger Staubach, you know, um, are we allowed to talk about Brett Favre on this family podcast? Ah, gosh, you know, now (laughs) (laughs) I will keep it on the field only (laughs) strictly, strictly to box scores. Yikes. Yikes. Mm -hmm. If
2: you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up.
3: Yeah. Won't even believe it. Go there's Google. <laughs> you,
2: you won't even believe that it's true. Um, yeah, but uh, Russell Wilson, I'm 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 sh- I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he just he between the 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 being a, a number one goober and a number one 49er killer over the last decade, it it is it has made it really difficult to to believe any of the things that come out of his mouth, which is just <laughs> hilarious to me. All right. So. <laughs> now that we've now now, now that we've uh, slandered the poor, the poor man enough, although he brings it on himself to a certain extent. But all right. Um, so what do we think about this one? How is it? How is it going to end up? Prediction time for this for this game on Sunday Night Football 49ers first primetime game. Um, I believe they have uh, four more. Do they have the the maximum total? Yeah, think, this yeah, year? they have five. this year. Um, so a uh, couple I think it's. Mostly Sunday night, isn't it? Because they only have the one. I think they only have the one Monday night game, uh, which is actually next week against the the Rams. Um, And then I think it's all Sunday night and Thursday night from there. So that'll be in. uh, That'll be interesting. But I'm okay with that because Monday night games are annoying. Um, But anyway, that's I digress. Peter, (laughs) how do you think this one's gonna end up?
3: So I think that Kyle Shanahan will get up for this game. He's got a lot of ties to Denver. You know, John Lynch, of course, does, too. Um, you know, I think the 49ers will start off pretty strong. I actually I actually do. And, 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 you know, maybe they get out by halftime. It's still respectably close, like 21-10 in favor of San Francisco. Uh, maybe the 49ers only tack on one more second-half touchdown. But, you know, again, the Broncos, they're not good offensively. So I'll go 28-17 in favor of the Niners here. And uh, Denver's offensive struggles continue. Forty ers defense continues to play well. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go 28-17. Yeah,
2: uh, I like it. Um, so I mentioned the uh, bold predictions uh, piece that I wrote. Um, yeah. One of the not-so-bold predictions, <laughs> the, the maybe the least bold of the bold predictions that I made was related to the, the 49ers keeping the Broncos under 20 points, which is where they've been so far. Um the Broncos have been so far this year and also both of the Freud Nanners opponents have been under twenty points. Um although to a certain extent that is slightly uh, up to thanks to to Kairo Santos and the swirling winds and rains of soldier field <laughs> in week number one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and so I'm going to continue with that. I was also trying to remember, cause I made a prediction at the a score prediction at the end of that. And I couldn't remember what it was. Um, so this may be a completely different one. Um, I am going to go with the 49ers win. Uh, I am going to be very close to you. I'm going to say 28 to 14. Uh, so keeping up with the the Broncos under 20 points. Uh, Niners get a couple of of, uh, and again, I I, I like the the idea of them jumping out to an early lead and, you know, the Broncos maybe only have a a touchdown in the first half and they're up by two touchdowns. And then things just kind of slow roll into the end of the game and everybody scores once more and everything. Everybody's fine and nobody feels really bad about it except for the Broncos. And that's just fine by me.
3: yeah. Yeah, tough for them. Sorry. You're yeah, not the best team bad. in the AFC West. You're not the second best team in the AFC West. And I know the Raiders well, are 0-2, but you might not even be the third best team in the AFC West.
2: Yeah, it'll so. be that that will be an interesting battle at the bottom of that division. There'll be like two battles happening in the in the AFC West. It'll be between the Chiefs and the Chargers at the top and the Broncos and the Raiders at the bottom. And I don't anticipate any real overlap in those two spaces. Um, no. because I think the Chargers and the and the Chiefs are like heads and tails above both of those teams by a fair margin. Yeah, um, which you know, two more teams that we get to play later on in this season. Hooray! Um, you know, two of the top four or five teams in the entire NFL. Great. Woo! Anyway, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So, um, Peter, uh, it's been a pleasure again to to chat with you. I hope that uh, things are are going well in uh, in newborn lands or you know whatever. That is at this point i don't i guess they're not newborns after a couple of weeks but i'm not really sure how this goes um yeah i just did this but i don't remember
3: yeah i don't know what the cutoff nor, is Nor do i well, all i know and i'll keep it it's again the, they're all babies. yeah they, he's i'll just say he's gassy and i am <laughs> i got you i i, I am impressed <laughs> just leave it at that i'm like where did that come from yeah <laughs> it wasn't me it's and i'm only one other person in the room and it's this little four-week-old baby and that was impressive my man so no Indeed. it's 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 Indeed. a blessing it's little, so much fun high-fives. yeah yeah it's so much fun <laughs> i mean the lack of sleep is one thing but you know he's you're starting to see some of his personality come out and uh yeah it'll just be more challenges but more fun from here
2: awesome good stuff Um, Excellent. All right. Well, uh, thanks, as always, uh, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Podcast Network. As always, check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And, of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Uh,